Wednesday evening. That can mean only one thing indeed. The employment hour back on here. The number 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have severance questions, employment questions, anything like that. We'll take them for the next hour. Get them answered right here. In the meantime, severancepaycalculator.com. You'll want to check out that website as we chat. We'll get to a bunch of stuff tonight, a bunch of topics, some of your emails if we have time as well. In the meantime, we always start with the week that was. Lior, how are you? Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Great to be back. Great to be talking about uh, employment law and talking about uh, things that are important to people and educating and informing. So if you're uh, in your car now driving home from work and you had a bad day, your boss did or said something to you that upset you and you're wondering whether that's right, what does it mean, what should I do? Well, we're here to answer those questions right now. We're here till 8 o'clock to do just that, to, to inform you about what you need to do to solve those problems, to make your situation better, so you don't have to dwell on it, you don't have to stress out over it. If you lost your job also, if you want to talk to us, let's make sure you get what you're owed to, to make sure that your family is covered and protected. And to start us off, John, let me tell you about a couple of situations. First matter, uh, John, involved a gentleman that worked at a a very large accounting firm uh, in Toronto. And he had worked there for a while, but over the past couple of months, his his boss, uh, who was the head of the team that this guy was working for, started uh, mistreating him. He was rude. He was belligerent. uh, Very, very critical. Started excluding him from meetings. A very bad situation. Well, this gentleman that I'm talking about actually listens to our show, and he knew what he needed to do which is to start documenting. So he sent the boss an email saying, you know, you've been doing all those things. I don't appreciate it. Uh, And I'd like to stop so we can have a healthy relationship. Well, what does the boss do? The boss responds and says, well, if things are so bad, why don't you just quit? (laughs) Well, probably the worst thing this this boss could have done, that response, because it essentially confirms what this person was saying. And when he called me, this, this individual, said, well, now that they've encouraged you to quit, now they've, uh, that they've essentially agreed or that the boss agreed that he's mistreating you, that's a constructive dismissal. You, we have them uh, you know, in, in a vulnerable situation and that they've now acknowledged what's happened. We can get you out of there. The lesson here is, first of all, you don't have to be a victim of harassment. The law provides good protections. We can help you if you're being mistreated, if you're being harassed, if there's a poison work environment. And the other lesson is is always document. Send an email confirming what's happened. Make notes, have uh, some sort of a journal. Confirm what's actually happened if someone is uh, mistreating you. It's going to make it much easier to deal with. Uh, and in this case, in this gentleman, we're going to help him get every every dollar that he's owed. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to talk to Lior tonight. Got uh, Jan on. Hey, Jay, uh, Jay, how are you, pal? Hey, good, thanks. What's going on uh, with you? So I've been uh, working for this company for five years. And uh, in October, the contract that I complete uh, is going to be finished. And they want me to move from nights to daytime and to go from five-hour shifts uh, what it's taken me to complete my shift to an eight-hour shift. Now, I don't want to do that, and they said that if I don't, then they're going to take it as, <clears throat> excuse me, me quitting. Okay. So you signed a, a contract? You referred to a contract that, that no. uh, at some point you signed a contract? I No, no, no. Five years ago, I signed my offer of employment to yep. complete to complete said job, and this said job was based on a contract that my employer had with the employee, with the contract. I see. Now, this contract that you signed, did it stipulate that it's for five years? No, 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 no. It was an indefinite. Uh, Got it. Okay. 
Well, then that makes it much easier, Jay. So in that situation, no, they they cannot change change your shift from uh, day uh, days to nights, etc. They cannot do that. That's a huge change. Obviously, that's a very fundamental change to to uh, turn your your world upside down in that sense. So if they insist on it and you don't do it, that's not quitting. That's not you resigning. That's what we call a constructive dismissal. It's as if they let you go, which means you get severance. Now, you've been there for five years. What do you do? What kind of job? Uh, labor. Labor, and, and uh, it's obviously it's a non-union position. That's correct. And how old are you, Jay? 30. So someone in your situation, right around five months pays what I would assess you at. Uh, so obviously, it's a significant amount here. Nothing uh, at all to ignore. So I would, if you're not comfortable taking this new position, tell them that. Make, it, make, clear that, uh, make sure that they know about it. And if they insist on it or if they say, well, then you're out of here, guess what? That's a termination. They owe you severance. And at that point, you and I need to sit down and talk about it and make sure that we can get you that compensation. So is this something that I can just go up to them and discuss with them? Well, I mean, you, you can. Uh, I expect that they'll, they'll probably tell you to uh, jump in the lake, you know, and, 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 and not, yeah. it's not going to be particularly productive. But you can try. I expect that they'll okay. say, no, too bad. If you're not going to do that, then you're out of here or you've resigned. And if that is what happens, call me. If you can if you can resolve it with them directly, hey, that's better. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks, Jay. That number is one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 And if he accepts that, if he says, ah, you don't want to give it a shot, that can be bad too, right? Well, it could be bad because it opens the door, John. It opens mm-hmm. the door to future changes uh, to come down the pike. So maybe now it's this type of change. Next time it's a different type of change. So, yeah, it's always a bad idea to crack that door open because then the employer can just kick it right down, uh, and, and it's an invitation to a whole lot of trouble. We'll take a short break. Richard, get to you next on the phone lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots of room to call in. We'd love to talk to you here tonight. Right here on the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640. Yeah, your phone calls, call that number. We'd love to talk to you tonight. He's been hanging on long enough. Richard, good evening. How are you, pal? Uh, good evening. Thanks very much for taking my call. No worries. What's going on with you? I just uh, want to get uh, an opinion. I have a, I'm have I'm an independent uh, associate, and I entered into uh, an agreement to provide uh, services as, a, as, as an associate. But uh, in signing this agreement, there was a clause in there that said that I – I could not um, take up any similar position uh, if I were to leave that the, that associate uh, position for for two years within a particular geographic area, and I couldn't uh, couldn't engage in anything that would be considered a, a competitive uh, uh, service. I'm thinking about about making a move, but it was a catch-22 when I when I signed the agreement because if I didn't agree to that clause. I wouldn't wouldn't have been able to get engaged in in that particular uh... right. You wouldn't have the job. Yep. Right. So so let me let me give you the information. This is a good question. It's a question that comes up fairly often. So it is extremely likely, okay, that that clause that you're referring to that says you can't work for a competitor for two years is not enforceable. Now our courts have made it very very clear that they don't like terms that prevent people from earning a living, which is really what something like that does. So except in the most extreme situations, it's not going to be enforceable. That said, and this is the big one, nothing's stopping the company from trying to enforce it. 
which means if you were to say, ah, well, it's not enforceable, so I'm going to go open my own uh, shop across the street, they may well sue you, uh, start a lawsuit against you, and this is going to be a long and, and ugly and expensive legal battle, and yeah, you probably will win that battle, but it's still not going to be fun. So the question is not really, is this legal? Is this enforceable? The question really is, is the company going to try to enforce it despite the fact that it's not? And they may do that to send a message to the other people that they have working for them that, you know, you, you don't mess with us. So that's something you need to be mindful of. Probably the, the safest way is to have an open and frank discussion with the company and say, here's what I want to do. I'm going to not steal from your secrets. I'm not going to steal your clients. I want to do my own thing. And I want us to part as friends, and maybe we can even help each other in the future. Uh, but ultimately, if they say, well, we're going to hold you to it, yeah, legally they probably can't, except, again, you, you have to be prepared to be engaged in the legal battle. Right, right. I see, yeah. Because certainly I had have, I have no intention of, uh, quote-unquote, stealing their, you know, exactly. any clients yeah. for that. Yeah, none of that would, would be in play at all. So that's why you want to have that discussion with them. And, you know, if they're being mature about it and reasonable about it and you can give them some assurances, that may be the best way to go about it, to avoid lawsuits. Uh, and, and I wish you all the best. Certainly, if, if, you, if you need some help in negotiating with the company on that front, let me know. Give me a call. Happy to help. Richard, that number uh, for Lior, 1-855-821-5900 or simply Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Laura, good evening. Hi there. I was just listening to uh, the man who called in mm -hmm. who had signed that contract, um, and they were changing his hours substantially, and if he didn't accept them, it would be deemed constructive dismissal. And you assessed him at, because he's been there for five years, you'd assess him at five months. Right. Um, I'm an employer, and I've always been under the impression that the Employment Standards Act um, law is two weeks for every year. Yep. Um, am I wrong? You are. Uh, well, you, okay. you're, you're, you're not wrong in that that is what the Employment Standards Act says. It actually doesn't say that. But even if it did, it doesn't really matter because the Employment Standards Act only presents a small fraction, a small portion of what a person's full termination entitlements are. It's a person's okay. minimum entitlements. Their full okay. entitlements are based on the person's age, their position, and the length of their employment. So that the okay. longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position you have, the greater the entitlements. That's why I'd asked them how long you worked, how old you were, and what kind of a job. Right. And that's okay. why I assessed them at five months. So okay. yeah, his minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards actually would probably be, be as little as five weeks, not even ten weeks. But right. his full right. entitlements under what we call our common law is, is going to be five months. So as an okay. employer, by the way, Laura, it's very important that, that you, you keep that in mind. In case you're ever in a situation where you have to let someone go, if you only pay them what the Employment Standards Act provides, those minimum entitlements, you've exposed yourself to a wrongful dismissal claim. Okay, good to know. Thank you very much. And moving Thanks, forward, Laura, uh, Laura any time you want to do it on your own, severancepaycalculator.com. I mean, Laura, you do it in your head now, but anybody else like Laura wants to check it out if they're thinking or if the need be that they have to let go of an employee, they can simply go there and you know head off any problems right away by getting the right amount, right? It's exactly what we, why we created this uh, because, you know, 
people like Lauren and many other people like, like her employers, employees, are under mis misconceptions that, that the Employment Standards Act provides full entitlements. No, it's a small fraction, uh, which is why I created the severance calculator. You go to severancepaycalculator.com, find out how much you're owed, how much you owe someone if you're an employer. Best way, easiest way, free, anonymous check it out we'll take a, a short break lots more coming up your phone calls 416-870-6400 star 640 on sell the employment hour rolls on here we do this again monday nights here at seven o'clock the employment hour talk radio am 640 more of your phone calls right now mary thanks for hanging in how are you fine thank you go away go ahead what's your concern uh okay uh those things it happened on uh last week uh august 2nd uh wednesday and the human resource with the union rep, our uh, company is unionized uh, with the human resource with the union rep and, uh, and come talk to me, right? And they told me I still owe the company uh, $4,000. And they began to deduct my money from 2000, the year 2010. Up until now, they still deduct my money every week uh, from my pay stub. And uh, okay, they told me okay. The uh, 2014, they, they they said they have no record because too long. They have no record, and they have no record. And uh, and I said I have the record. I, I copy down all 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 my pay stuff to them, and they they told me the company said the pay stuff is not the proof. And I and I answered back. I said the 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 pay stub is your company created uh, created to keep all the employees. The Mary, only let, 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 let me let me stop you there, Mary. Ultimately, yeah. the question of whether or not they're allowed to deduct money from uh, from your pay uh, is uh, the answer to that question is in the collective agreement. A company does not generally have any right to deduct amounts from your pay. But unless the collective agreement in this situation says that they do in certain situations. Now, the only one that can help you with this, whether what they're doing is legal or illegal, the only one that can help you is the union. If you're part of a union, you can't deal with this on your own. So if the union is telling you, yeah, they could do this, we're supporting the employer, unfortunately, you're stuck. There's really nothing that you can do at that point. The union is the only one that can help you, represent you, and advise you. So talk to the union, try to understand why they're doing this, what the collective agreement says, and hopefully uh, there'll be an answer there, Mary. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Rihanna, how are you? I'm finding you. I'm okay. What's, uh, what's your concern? Go ahead. Um, so I was just fired yesterday from my job over text message. Mm -hmm. And the employer told me that, unfortunately, that we cannot give you any more um, shifts and your last payment will be on the 16th. And that's it. They left it like that. When I, How long did I, you work there for, Rihanna? How long um, did you work there for? Seven to eight months. Seven to eight months? And what kind of a job what were you doing? I'm a playground worker. Playground worker? Sorry, what is that? Um, like, like in a, cause kind of like, um, it's like a jungle gym kind of thing for indoor. Oh, indoor. I see. Yeah. Got it. I got it. I got it. And how old are you, Rihanna? I'm 20. Okay. So, obviously, it's, it's bad form and it's kind of uh, very... Uh, uh, tactless to let someone go over text message. It's, it's not a cool thing to do, it's, but it's not illegal. It's a question of how much severance you're owed. In this situation, you, you've been there a few months, you, obviously you're younger and in your position, you're probably looking at two, three weeks, maybe as much as four weeks pay is, is what they would owe you. 
So, so it's not the text message, the fact that you wrote severance. Did they say anything about any severance, uh, Rihanna? No, they just, they just fired me. They, they okay. told, I thought like, I thought there's like, um, where you have to work until, like, in, uh, until your schedule is done for this month or something like that. And they, I did not working anymore. Um, they just told me my last payment is on the 16th. Right. So, so they owe you anywhere from two to four weeks pay. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to call my office. I'm connect. I'm going to connect you with one of my paralegals that works for me. Uh, she handles matters that are kind of at the small claims level. Let her try to help you to get you that compensation, that two to four weeks pay that you're owed. Uh, okay. Because, yes, it is wrong. They owe you anywhere from two to four weeks pay, Rihanna. So, John, why don't we give her the number and, and connect with me off air, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll make sure that you're taken care of. Rihanna, that's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Get back here in the air, though. It's uh, Maria. Maria, good evening. Good evening. What is going on with you? Um, I've worked for a company um, for 14 years. I was injured last year, back in July. Returned to work after 10 months, fine. I have four weeks vacation, and they told me that I was only going to get the I could take the 20, the four weeks vacation, but I was only going to get paid the percentage of, um, I believe it's 6% to 8% of the money that I've earned last year. As for right. holiday pay, any Sagittarius holiday that came about, I have to work 160 hours or I get a percentage of that. Is that right? Yeah, so so it, it, certainly with respect to the vacation pay, it is right. Vacation pay is a function of income earned. So you earn vacation pay, uh, you know, when you earn income, a percentage of that uh, is earned as vacation pay. So because you were obviously weren't there physically, you didn't earn as much, so the vacation pay is going to be lower. Now, with respect to, to, to holiday pay, I'm not sure about about what they're doing there. I would need more information. You may want to call the Ministry of Labor in terms of the holiday pay calculation. With respect to the mm-hmm. vacation pay, yeah, what what they are doing is, is correct. Okay, I wasn't sure because of all these years that we've been there, um, even for holidays. Now they want us to have 160 hours hmm. for a Sagittarius holiday, and I've been there for. 14 years, it never happened. Other people have been there for 25 years, never happened. Now yeah, no, that, 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 that's not right. I'm not aware of any, any provision that would require that ever to happen. So in that respect, to the extent that they owe you any holiday pay, yeah, the Ministry of Labor actually is the, the place to enforce those amounts and entitlements. Yeah, you should contact them for that, uh, and, and hopefully they can solve it uh, very quickly for you. Michael, we'll get you in here quickly before the break. Uh, what's going on with you? Hey, Mike. All right. Okay, Mike's done. Mike's had a couple too many wobbly pops tonight, hey. so we'll take a uh, short but lucky guy. He got, to start, he got started early. <laughs> That's right. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell your phone calls. Got wide open lines. Bring them on. We'd love to talk to you. Wednesday evening, employment hour again. We do it Monday nights at 7 o'clock as well. Your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell. Edward, good evening. How are you? Top of the day to you, too. You, too, sir. How are you? What's going on? Um... I have a question. I mean, it's not necessarily something that you uh, discussed in the past, mm-hmm. and it's called locked boxes about health records. So to prevent authorities or employers or future employers from obtaining or getting access to them, how do we go about it, or is that something your company gets involved with? I, uh, Edward, I'm not sure exactly what we're talking about. Uh, lock boxes where? Where would these lock boxes be? 
Well, a lot, so nobody can access mental health records or anything right. or physical records. Mm-hmm. For instance, there was an article a number of years back about uh, U.S. authorities uh, able to um, to uh, look at people's health records when they were get, obtaining visas to go into the states. Okay, well, the law protects records on the privacy laws. There's no, I'm not sure what we're talking about in terms of lockbox. An employer can't get uh, records for you from you unless you give them or give them permission to 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 access records. They can't go to your doctor and get your records. Doesn't matter what it's for. Uh, in some situation, they may ask for it or ask you for permission. But there's no way they could do it without that. So I'm not sure exactly what we're talking about lockboxes. Sorry. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Jess, good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on with you tonight? Um, I just had a quick question for Leo. So I was in account receivable clerk uh, from November up to April, and I was actually fired from my job because part of the reason was, you know, I was on personal phone a lot, and they thought I was in a good fit. Like, I was really bored with the job. But the thing is, um, I was a permanent employee, and... I actually got no severance pay, right? I just got paid up to that day. I, I was like, oh, so I know I've been working for five months, but am I entitled to any set of severance or was I generally given, I guess, up to the last day of work? Was, it, was that fair or did I deserve severance? Well, you're absolutely entitled to severance, Jess. Was there a reason why they said they're not paying you severance? Um, no, I mean, I was um, I was actually given a three more I was on probation for three months since November, so up to end of February, I would have been on probation. But in the job termination letter, they indicated that I was still on probation, right? I, and that they're letting no, sorry, that they were letting me go because I was on. Pro, I, they considered to be considered that I was on probation, and they were going to terminate my employment without cause, right? But I wasn't on probation at that time. So, yes, you are going to be entitled to severance, depending on the terms of any employment agreement that you signed. How old are you, Jesse? Um, 25. So someone in your situation, uh, again, you've been in a few months, 25 accounts, uh, uh, payable or receivable, whatever it is. Uh, someone like you probably are looking at about four weeks, three to three to four weeks pay is what I would assess you at. So, yeah, three to four weeks pay is what I would assess you at. Again, if you signed an agreement that could limit you potentially, but that's what, what I would assess you at in that situation, uh, Jesse. And, and if you didn't receive that, give me a call. Like I said to the previous caller, I can connect you with one of my paralegals that can help you uh, get that amount of money. Jess, at number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Thank you for your call. And uh, Paul, good evening. How are you? Hey, Paul. Not not too bad. There thanks. you are. Go ahead. Uh, I've got a pension question. I don't know if you can answer it. Uh, I was in a union back 30 years ago. And I've just recently, you know, getting into my retirement age. And uh, hello. Yep. Yeah, we're listening. Okay, sorry. Um, and it was with a, a union, and they um, negotiated a pension buyout with the armored car company about two, three years ago. And the company was going to take care of the pension instead of the union. Now, I've contacted them. And they just denied that I was even working for them because after I was there for about seven years, I became one of their competitors. So they're just running me around the bush all the time. Is, wow. Uh, and, and, and you were there 30 years ago? Yes. So so the problem is not even so much a legal one here. The problem is a, is a practical one uh, because you would 
you obviously have entitlements, and if you are a member of the pension plan there, there's monies somewhere that should be owed to you or attributed to you. The only one that could that could represent yeah, you in this situation because of agreement with my earnings. Right, right exactly. But because this, these were amounts that were accumulated as you were a unionized employee, the only one that can help you enforce those entitlements is the union, even though it's 30 years ago. The problem you're going to have is no one, I'm sure, from the union that's there knows you, and they may, I don't know how many records, although the union probably, if it's a large union, should still have records that you were an employee at one point, and they still have an obligation because those amounts yeah, were well, accumulated as an employee. Team, so, yeah. So, so I think I think you need to contact the union here, and and try to get them on side, uh, and uh, and they could deal with the employer directly. You don't have any recourse to deal directly with the employer because uh, again, you didn't have an agreement with the employer. It's the union that had the agreement with the employer. So contact the union, uh, to speak to them, and hopefully they they'll be able to straighten this out. This is obviously a very strange situation thirty years ago. Jay, we'll get you in quickly before the break. Good evening. Hello. Go ahead. The term layoff, uh, from what I experience, is a six-month, I guess, probation time where the person after six months, that the person who was working there can reapply again after six months of being laid off. Lots of people seem to have the word laid off and termination or fired confused. When someone is laid off, I believe it's just a part of the training process to see how well the person no. handles criticism or handling bad news, but uh, layoffs does not mean fired or terminated. It means that the workplace has to give other applicants the opportunity to make no, money. No, no, well. absolutely wrong, Jay. Unless you're part of a union, right. a layoff is a working, termination. As in working at nighttime. Sorry, uh, uh, part of a union? Yes, union okay. means, just saying union means working at nighttime, like, for premiums and things like that? No, you no. got to be part of a union. Okay. So, okay, if, if you would know if you're part of a union. So, no, you're not part of a union, then I would think. Right. So, no, there's no such thing as, as a layoff to allow other people to apply. That doesn't exist. A layoff is a termination. So, if you've been laid off, you have the right to treat that as a termination and get severance. There's no such thing as, as uh, after six months, we can lay you off, and after six months, you can reapply. That that doesn't exist. That's, that's, that's bogus completely. So, if you've been laid off, and for our listeners right now, even if the employer tries to lay you off temporarily, well, we're going to only lay you off for a few months, and we're hoping to call you back. Once that happens, you have a right to treat that right there and then as a termination and require the company to pay you your full severance. Remember that. But if you don't, that's a problem. You know, John, we've done this show for a while. So if you allow the employer to lay you off and, okay, I'll come back four months from now, guess what you've done right there? You've now given them the right to lay you off again and again and Mm -hmm. again. So you may now find that every year you get laid off for three months and you can't do anything about it. So if your employer is going to start messing around, so to speak, by by laying you off, you may be better off leaving with severance and find another job where you're going to be working consistently. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number to call. You have questions, bring them on. Lior is here to answer them. Wednesday night, yeah, taking them on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. That is the number to call. To get through tonight, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We were going to get into some stuff uh, between the phone calls. That is top situations where you are probably owed much more severance than you realize. We'll uh, hammer our way through a few of these, Lior. Uh, for instance, if you've worked for the company for a short period of time, like we had a couple callers today, tonight. 
Yeah, in a few situations, you know, people assume most people that you get severance, but in some situations uh, that that I'm aware of is uh, people assume that they get little severance, and and there's very common situations where people say, well, if I'm in that situation, I don't get severance or I get very little, and those things are wrong. So let's talk a bit about that. So a lot of people think, well, if I didn't work for a long period of time, then I don't get severance or I get very little severance. Well, that's wrong. Not only that's wrong, John, short service employees are treated disproportionately better when it comes to severance than longer term employees. So you may have an employee that has worked for a few months, depending on their age and the type of job that they have, they may be owed a few months severance. I've had many clients over the years that have worked for a few months, six months, let's say, and they were owed six months severance. So don't assume ever, ever, ever that just because you've worked for a few months or a year or two years, so it's not a very long period of employment, that you don't get severance or you get little severance, so it's not worth pursuing. Oftentimes, the amount of severance is going to surprise you. It's going to be significant. So don't ever, ever walk away from your rights. Why is it proportioned that way, generally? Well, it's assumed that just because you worked somewhere for a short period of time doesn't mean it's going to take you little time to find another job. Mm. And that's what severance is there to do. Severance is there to help you find another job or to help pay you while you're looking for another job. So just because you work somewhere for three months doesn't mean you're going to find a job within a week. It may take you four, five, six months to find another job. So that's why severance is still going to be significant even if you work for a short period of time. Talking about the situations where you're probably owed much more severance than you realize if you were recruited from another job. Big one, John. We call this inducement. We've talked about this before on the show. So this happens when you're working somewhere, you know, things are good, you're not looking to leave, but then a new company comes and convinces you to leave. They recruit you away. They make you some big, grandiose promises. They tell you how great it's going to be and how much more money you're going to make and why you should join them. And eventually you agree to join the company. Except, guess what? They let you go maybe in the first couple of years. Well, in that situation, you're potentially owed enhanced severance that recognizes your time with the previous company. We call this inducement. So in some situations, we may have an employee that's worked for a company for a year, but worked with the previous company for 15 years, they were recruited, and now they could be owed severance based on 16 years of service. So that's very important to to remember if you're recruited away that you may actually be owed enhanced severance if you lose your job. We'll get to uh, Al on the phone lines tonight. Good evening, Al. How are you? I'm fine. Go ahead. I, got a, I just got a question about, I was employed by Canada Post and I got injured a few years after I was there. They wouldn't take me back. My doctor wouldn't sign me back. Three of their doctors wouldn't, but they denied the claim and it took, I guess, two and a half years to get it. I, I won the claim at the compensation board. But because it was a Schedule 5 employer, they paid me instead of the compensation board. When the settlement was done, the post office took back all the money they had paid me. And I never did get a penny back, and I couldn't get anywhere with them, and it just it went by the way. Uh, I take it that when you were there that you were part of a union. The trouble with the union was the union was the, uh, the, uh, the union I was in, the truck driver's union, was disbanded and was folded into the Cup W. And the Cup W wouldn't do nothing with the other union and cases. They, they just washed them off. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. 
unfortunately, you're in a difficult situation because in, in, when you're part of a union, irrespective of, of the form that that union takes, it's still the union that's the only one that can help you, that that's allowed to represent you. So even if the, your employer did something that's completely wrong and illegal, to enforce those rights, to, to, to call them out on their illegal conduct, the only one that could do that for you is the union. You can't do it yourself. You can't hire a lawyer to do that. So it has to be the union. That's the only way. That's probably the biggest problem with being part of a union. I've said this before. So because of that, I, all I could do is urge you to, to follow up with the union, uh, put some pressure on them. They're the only ones that could deal with this issue. Jeff, we'll get to you before the break. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Excellent. Go ahead. What's your concern? Okay, so I've been in the same company for 15 years. 14 of those years I've been in management. The first year I was part of a union. And then uh, I got moved over to the other side. Uh, And I'm just curious to know uh, how it goes from here because uh, I'm being pushed out. So I, I don't know how it all works. So that's kind so of you, you're concerned about what should be owed if they, in fact, well, uh, let you go? The, the, the real issue is they've offered me, now I'm 50, and yeah. I make around 86, five a year. Yep. Now the issue is I'm 50. So, and having been in other jobs in the past where I've, hired and fired people like i'm worried about if i go through you guys which is great i could probably get more severance but there's always that kind of pause in the conversation when you're asking about a future employee and then you just don't hire them because they asked for too much or came on too strong or you, you, that that issue because I'm not willing to, well, I'm not ready to retire. So that's the real issue. It's not that I so, don't no, know. I'm not that sure I, I understand the issue, Jeff. I mean, about what you said if you ask for a future employee, uh, I, I don't know right, exactly what you mean. You're not you're not on the phone when the future employee is calling my employer, past you employee, and it's been 15 years, so I'm not using the one before them. Obviously, I'm not going I see. You're talking about reference. Okay, so here's the thing. You're absolutely right. But in every time we resolve a severance issue with an employer, one of the terms of the severance, we do two things. Number one is we negotiate a letter of reference, but we also negotiate a protocol that would address how references are going to be dealt with, so what what they're going to say when dealing with, with references. Uh, and if they breach that, they've done something illegal. They could be sued. And I've never had a situation where that's happened. So I, I understand the concern. You, if, if you, you know of, where if, I'm going here. Like they can offer me half of what you say you can get. But am I better off taking the half mm-hmm. and having a future job as opposed to, you know, weighing my time for the next four years until I get another job? Like, Jeff, no, let me, uh, absolutely, let me, absolutely not. Let me put you on hold uh, for a sec, Jeff. We've got to take a short break, and we'll sure. continue with uh, with your question after that. Uh, lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up. Talk Radio, AM 640. So, Jeff, uh, we're going to answer your call right now. We've got about a minute left. So, uh, Leor, give it to him straight. Yeah, let me give you my thoughts. So, Jeff, here's the thing. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, 
we're going to negotiate, if we need to negotiate severance, a reference letter and as well as how verbal references are going to be dealt with. And the other thing you need to understand, when I approach an employer, I'm not approaching them like a crazy bull in a China shop making threats. In almost every these uh, every one of these situations, we're able to resolve the matter professionally and amicably. So I've never had in 15 years a matter where that's impacted someone's future references. And sometimes it could be tens of thousands of dollars at stake. So I'll leave you with that thought. Don't be concerned about about that. We can deal with that properly. So uh, you're be- best off getting the severance that you're owed, and you can still find another job, Jeff. Hey, Diane, I got about a minute here. So uh, you got the last call of the night. What's going on? Uh, yes, I was uh, um, let go last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was due to finish work at 3.30, and I got called in at 3.15 and basically said, uh, you'll get your one week, and uh, today's your last day. Done. How long did you work there for? I was there for seven months. Um, okay. But now all of a sudden, you know, I've been emailing them back and forth, and basically I find out today that my last benefit is tomorrow. They right. didn't discuss so, anything with me. They didn't tell me what my severance would be. They didn't tell me what I would be paid for, my vacation, mm-hmm. nothing. So, Diana, because we're out of time, I don't have much time to follow up with some questions, but here's what I can tell you. Okay. You're going to be owed more than a week's pay and benefits. It could be a month. It could be even more depending on the job that you had in your age. So probably a month, maybe more. So well, we old, need to so. talk about that. <laughs> so, I'm 47. So, well, no, that, that, that's not old. Don't hey, say come that. Come on. Uh, come on, seriously. But you know, it, it could easily be in a couple of months' pay then, uh, and and benefits for that period of time. So let's talk off air. Give me a call. Let's sit down and discuss this and make sure that I have all the information. And if needed, I'll help you get everything that you're on. Diana, that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, been closing one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's any time you want to call Lior. Now that we're done. For tonight, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We've mentioned it uh, umpteen times tonight. That would be severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour, right here, Talk Radio, AM 640.